Welcome to 20 Minutes of Clarity, the podcast that focuses on strategies and ideas to answer the wealth questions you have. Hosted by Prime Capital Wealth Advisors Jason Noble and Andy Merchant. As wealth advisors, they've spent years navigating the complex world of finance and wealth management for their clients. Each week, they share practical tips and insights to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether you're looking to start a business, build your investment portfolio, or simply improve your personal finances, the next 20 minutes promises to be informative, engaging, and most importantly, actionable. 20 Minutes of Clarity starts now. Welcome to 20 Minutes of Clarity. This is a whole new way we're going to do this. We're going to mix it up this time, Jason. Uh, I am your your co-host, Andy Merchant, and I have our wonderful expert, uh, my co-host, Jason Noble. Uh, We're just having a little fun. We're just going to switch this up, right? Uh, you know, podcasts can't always be the same, and so today, uh, today's going to be a fun one. So I'm excited to to be the one leading the engagement. But uh, let's go. So today, today's going to be a little bit different in the fact of not only am I co-hosting this or leading as the host, Jason. I want us to talk about the important thing about your relationship with wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk so much about this podcast about providing actionable insights and things that you can do, and and I think this one's going to be. Uh, just near and dear to both our hearts. I think we've got a lot of relatable um, content, but uh, it's it's not so much the importance of having a wealth strategy in life. It's about maybe associating with your uh, relationship with wealth. So let's just kick this thing right off, Jason. What are, what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you differentiate um, to your clients the difference of the importance of wealth and maybe understanding the relationship that they need to have with wealth? When I when I'm talking about the relationship with wealth, it's really going into their engagement that they have with their own financial plan and financial well-being, and I and I, and I use those words uh, very carefully and, and with reason. And the reason why is I could create a financial plan based off of my client's goals, aspirations, concerns, right? I could do all that. But then they have to have that relationship with their financial well-being to take action. It's not it's not just a matter of coming in and meeting with me to like check it off the box to say I'm out with the doctor this today, right? And he gave me a checkup. No. It's more than that. It's 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 the actionable next steps that need to be taken to make, you know, even if it's a small improvement, it's still an improvement. And a small improvement uh, over time can make big changes and big impact. And so um, I would say it's on my responsibility to encourage that relationship with wealth, right? But I can't force yep. it. I can only encourage it. So you start off with like a really good question. I'll kick it back to you. When you're meeting with your clients and it comes into like relationship with wealth, how do you do it within your relationships and your conversations. Well, Jason, most of most of the conversations I have, and it really comes down to how bad do they want it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about a task of can I retire? What's my retirement plan? Do I need to go buy an insurance product? Do I need to view you as an insurance person who's going to monitor and, and diversify my portfolio instead of review. You know, those are all task driven, but that's not really what. You're not, they're not, you're not engaged. So I really encourage engagement and engagements through wanting it. You know, I think the best way to, to maybe illustrate why I think we're talking about this is a personal story with me that I, I, I love sharing. You know, a lot of us, when we go to church, we just check the box off. Hey, we went to church, we did our thing, maybe we dumped some money in the bucket, 
Um, we feel good because we did the task, right? Um, and and but are we really there because we're there for the message? Are we looking forward to it, right? When I'm when I'm sitting here thinking, I want our clients that have a relationship with wealth, they should look forward to their upcoming tactical meetings, right? Because mm-hmm. it's about them. You know, it's personal. It's it's beyond numbers. You know, even you know everybody. When we're going back to the to the faith analogy or, or relationship here or comparison, I mean, everybody has a different understanding. Uh, you know, of of the verses in the Bible and 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 what what the message that we're getting from. And you know, that's the same with wealth, right? So you can't enter a wealth relationship with the worry of how much I do or don't know. Right, so it's. I think it's so important that your relationship starts within, within yourself, and you have to understand there's an end in mind, there's a goal, um, there's a partnership, and so that's just kind of where I start, uh, and, and hope people that are listening today and viewing this today are understanding, um, think inside, um, and think differently about wealth. Yeah, I, I well, you said resonate with me when when I we go in on Sunday, we were we were at this church that was I would say very traditional. Um, it was a smaller church. Uh, um, we were very involved. My, my wife, Rachel, and I were very involved. And being involved was meant we were asked to do more, right? And we had elders yeah. in a church that they would uh, give direction, but their engagement was probably not to the one that we would uh, be looking for. And the time with kids, there was the, uh, the there were these kids that were a part of the church that were rather disruptive. And so my daughter, who was really interested in learning more and being involved in in, um, in the church, but then also in her faith, she felt like she was being distracted a lot. So it was, this was like something that we needed to pay attention to and listen. And then here comes COVID, where now we're going to church remotely. We're going on YouTube and going to a live service. And there's this local church here in Charleston that had really good production of their of their sermons and their messages were tied into more relevant, timely aspects that really resonated with Rachel and I. So when we went back into church after COVID, we went into this new church to test it out, see what it was all about. And driving home that first day. We're hearing feedback from the back seats, Avery and Ryan, our kids, talking about how much they learned and how much fun it was and how they knew other kids there and how excited they were to go back, right? And so here it was is is having that engagement is one part of it, but then also working and going to the place to have that proper engagement that's going to fill your bucket. Now, when I talk about fill my fill your bucket is to you know get you pumped up and excited, but then like that week ahead, right? We're we're recording this you know shortly after um, uh, going to church. What I think is 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 how do I keep that message resonated throughout the course of the week and my own active engagement into my own faith? I think of the same thing when it comes to the wealth. It's like when they come when when clients come in and we meet. I want to give them tactical things that they could take away and ac- uh, implement, execute into their own wealth journey and their own financial plan. But it's on them to have that relationship and that desire to do that, right? I, I can't force it. It's something that they're going to have to have within themselves. 
you know and so we we talk from time to time andy about the problems that we run into as professionals where we laid out a really strong plan and it was a great call to action there was a lot of engagement here in the office but we're following up with them three six nine months later and they still have executed to it you know but you and, said and, so many yeah no i love what you're sharing because you said so many really good points in there you know it's that that often lead to not having a, a strong relationship with wealth and that's you know distractions right we get distracted in the world of product right and the misunderstanding and what our past experiences may have been you know with a past advisor or even a current advisor right um you know and so i mean this might be a good time you know, it's a little harder uh, podcast discussion to kind of drive action but if but you know what we're encouraging those that are out there is that there may be something better on the other side you just don't know until you have the data and the information, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and so what we're doing is when we built the Clear Picture Wealth Program and primarily the Clear Picture Optimal Score, it was really to kind of give everybody a baseline of, of understanding where they're currently stood and then giving them a path without having to make a decision yet. You know, and I think that's the important thing is that they're not having to like sign and say, great, here's my assets transferred over, right, Jason? Oh, now service me. We're able to identify whether or not we're the right fit, right? And so my, my, maybe my call to action right now is that if that's you, go to clearpicturefinancial.com. Jason and I are going to be here. You know, we want to have a conversation. We start all of our things with a core value conversation. And I think it's important to call it that because it's not a meeting. It's not high stakes. It's not you know, supposed to be restrictive and walls up immediately. It's a conversation. It could happen over a cocktail, you know, at a bar setting in office. You know, we design these things, but we want to start the conversation. And and why I'm saying this and leading to this is, you know, kind of my uh, push of doing this is my son had a goal this year, Jason, right? He's like, he's like, dad, I want to be, I want to go to church more. I want to have a better relationship. I want to have a better understanding, right? And And I'm like, hey, you know, you do everything for our kids, right? And we're like, let's do it. He was the one, we've been going to this church for a number of years, just like maybe some of those are going to an advisor for a number of years. Maybe you're not really going home, having a conversation around the dinner table, um, around, you know, your, what your message, the message of the day was, or your relationship with that church. But instead, you know, we just went home and did our day and checked off the box and we did, we did what we were supposed to do, right? Um, it's no different than wealth where I come home. But now that Preston got us engaged, he says, we should try this church. Like, all right, we'll go try this one, right? It's his goal. We want to support him. We want to support us, dude. It was, it, I'm telling you, this year has been life-changing for our family oh, because wonderful. we found a church with a pastor that was resonating and went us home. And I'm telling you, Jason, every day we drive home from church now, we're talking about what the message is as a family. Oh, that's fun. Right? How cool would that be if you left your, your meeting with your financial advisory team and you're in the car going, man. I feel good. I feel like I can do something, right? We're engaging. We're talking about it. That's the relationship component that gets me hyped up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it keeps your foot on the gas. You can tell. To work for sure, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that, the, another thing that I see from like prospective clients is a fear of finance. That's the relationship with finance is like this fear. And I, and I would say it's a fear of the unknown. Uh, they, uh, they've done a good job with putting money, uh, away, saving the money, but they're, they, it's kind of like they have a hard time ripping the bandaid to see, are they truly on track or do they have to make some significant adjustments and changes? 
that's what they have when they come in, right? But mm-hmm. then what I would say is when they leave, that's when they're having that access to the information so they can make a better informed financial decision. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then it's it's how do I, you know, I focus on this. This is funny that we're talking about it because it's not like something I um, ever thought that I would talk about in a conversation that's being recorded. But in the back of my mind with every single client intera- interaction I have, I want them leaving happy, excited, and engaged, right? Yes. It doesn't matter what we talk about from when they come in to when they, en- when they leave. Right. And what I mean, it says what I what I mean, I mean by it, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be focused on their personal finances. It's going to be on that. But my meeting on the same content of information may be extremely different based off of how my clients like to receive information, whether that be mm-hmm. give me the numbers, give me the data or give me the visuals, give me the charts. Right. Give me those things. People like to receive information differently. And then when I have, you know, couples, they like, it seems like one likes the data, the other one likes the visuals, right? So like, we got to split it. But what I want them to do is when they're leaving is to leave excited and engaged, happy. But then also to your point, Andy, I love what you said, is talking about it on the on the way home and then having conversations over the course of that week or that month over the things that they learned within the meeting. You know, you know, is there is there other things that you think it's really important when it comes to addressing on today's conversation with regards to the importance of having a a proper relationship with wealth? I mean, you know, as I'm thinking here, I mean, it's such a great question. And then that thing is, I love the pause in my brain because, you know, there isn't, you know, and and I say that because everybody's wealth journey, everybody's wealth relationship is going to be different and unique to them. Right. Um, it's just a matter of, of maybe coming at it and viewing it that way, I think is a good message. Uh, I said, this is a little different, um, coverage than we normally do because we're not talking about a specific product or specific strategy. We're just talking about something that's very open and raw. And I think you and I both, you know, our relationship together, our partnership formed together, you and I, because we both had the common value of what you said earlier is we need to teach. We we, want to be teachers and consultants more than we want to be stock pickers and product selectors, right? Um, those are components of of the of the relationship, but at the end of the day, we we want to be partners with our our clients. So I really think that maybe a message that to answer that is if you're out there today listening, viewing this, which we know you are if you're on this, right? But think about your relationship. Think about the fact: Are you currently getting your financial direction and advice, which is such an important component to everything that happens in life? It helps you retire. It helps you transfer money. It helps you plan for college and weddings. And there's so many finance that go into it. You got to look at it. Are you just having a relationship with your advisor, but not a really relationship with your wealth? Mm. Right. That's the question I'm leaving Um, because it needs to be your wealth and you need to be picking, right, Jason, your partners within your life that are going to help you achieve your wealth vision. And so I really encourage those out there that are sitting there thinking, you know, don't, don't let that door not be open because you feel like you're going to hurt your advisor's feelings. It's not their end goal. They have a vested stake in your success so they maintain the business, but are they really vested for the long term? And uh, and that's just what I'm challenging people today to really, really set back and think about. 
their relationship. Yeah, you know, I, I like I like your takeaway for those that are listening right now. Uh, a takeaway that I'll have is make an assessment of yourself and your own personal relationship with wealth. Take a look at when you when you're looking at let's say going through a cash flow exercise. That's what at the end of the day a cash flow exercise is: money in, money out. What do you do with the difference? And you're looking at where the money's going out, right? Do you, do you roll up your sleeves and get into that exercise to better understand how you're spending your money and and where that money is going, or is that like, oh my gosh, there's no way. I'm going to spend a Saturday morning looking over my my expenses so I could be better prepared for a conversation with my financial advisor or just a conversation with my spouse. And if you're single, if you're single, okay, single ladies, you listening? Okay. Single men out there, if you're single, what a great opportunity for you to see what that money's going to. Right? And it works for everybody here that and so what I'm getting at is do you look at it like a chore? Or do you look at it as an, as an obligation and, and it's something that you're going to be able to get something out of? You know, um, when I was going through Rise Up Kings, Rise Up Kings, they focus on four pillars. Um, uh, 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 and those four pillars are faith, family, fitness, and finance. Okay. Faith, family, fitness, and finance. Okay. Now, I said it twice in case I said it too soon, too quick. And I was told... This last week that I talk slow. So if you hear me trying to talk faster, <laughs> that's that's with purpose and intention. Um, that's why we balance each other out so that's well. That's why we do it, right, buddy? Okay, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. what I'm getting to is we were doing um, some physical activity, and it was it was grueling. It was it it tested it tested our boundaries. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, we were talking about it, and. One of the one of the uh, gentlemen there said, you know, when we were doing this, I couldn't help but think, I'll keep on doing, I'll, I'll keep on doing this until I'm told I don't have to anymore. I'll just keep on going forward until I ha- until I don't have to. And so the 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 moderator picked up on the word "have to." It's like, no, no, no. What do you mean "have to"? You didn't have to keep on going. You could have stopped. Now, change your mindset to I get to. These are things that I get to do because there's so many people out there that would love to be able to get to do the things you were able to do, but they can't. Right. And so there's a big difference between half and get. So if there's a recommendation that's coming from your advisor that you believe is in your best interest, that you believe is going to put you in a better financial situation. Well, then instead of saying, oh, I have to go through this cash flow, look at my budget, maybe look at it as like, I get to do this so that we can have a better financial future and more information to make a better informed decision about how we're living life now. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm saying. You don't have to reach out to Andy and I. Right? You don't have to. There's many things that you could do out there that you rather do. I understand that. But what I'm saying (laughs) is that you get to listen to us. You get the opportunity to look at other videos that we've done and other conversations we had, we've done over many aspects of financial wealth. That's what you get to do. You also get the opportunity to reach out and have a conversation. Just go to clearpicturefinancial.com 
go ahead and watch some other videos, see the other content that's on there, but then go ahead and submit your information so one of our specialists could reach out and we could start the core values conversation. That was the host, Andy Merchant, as we switched it up. And I am the other host, Jason Noble. That was 20 Minutes of Clarity. Thank you so much. We appreciate you listening and enjoying, and we get the opportunity to say thank you. We'll see you later.